what is some advice you can give to people who have struggled with people pleasing when it comes to their parents around the holidays? And I feel like I should have done this earlier. Bye. Hi, everybody. I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden X Jay Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations. We might be the same sex, but we have very, very, very different opinions. Hey. Hey. Welcome back to our podcast. We are here. It Happy is, holidays. It is the holiday season. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And that is the topic for today's episode. But before we jump in, make sure to follow us at Eden X Jay on Instagram tiktok follow us on this podcast if you like what you're hearing leave us a five-star review flirt with us do what you gotta do <laughs> just get our ratings up flirt with us to get our ratings up i feel like we should be flirting with them at this point hey, because it has looks so good today you woke up amazing no today. one told you <laughs> they're gonna slay today <laughs> well our listeners slay every day i believe it we are super happy to be back as a lot of you all know it it has been a while but we are coming back on track but while we've been gone a lot has happened i feel like these lapses in times it's just because there's been a lot of big life events and a lot of changes a lot of craziness so many crazy things have happened and i mean just to even kick it off we started a break off of our movement preciosa night yeah we had a we have a residency y'all like first time ever we started this movement a year ago yeah and now we have a residency in la at the virgil which is close to koreatown we just threw our first one and it was such a vibe i don't even know like i'm still flabbergasted from how incredible it was the energy was on point the music was insanely good um and it was just it was everything i thought it would be was it yeah oh i love that yeah i mean it was i was so surprised because i didn't know what to expect but what was really cool about preciosita and the biggest difference was because it was smaller we really got to meet people and yeah connect with them and talk to them and get to know a little bit of their life story their journey because a lot of you get to hear about us and our journey and we genuinely care to listen and hear about yours and how your life has been affected and what's going on in your world and your circle and however we can be of some sort of help and be there for you we we love that and preciosita is smaller we got to really connect with people yeah no i agree and to your point there was a a woman that stopped me by the restrooms at preciosita and she asked me about our ivf journey and where we're at and how that's looking and she also said she was inspired by our ivf journey to do it on her own and she's she literally got embryos extracted like a month ago and she's super excited to take the next steps and it's so cool to like meet people irl yeah and talk about these really important topics like ivf because there's not enough representation and i think it was i don't know i feel like we're bringing information to the Mm -hmm. masses especially within our community and it's so nice to to see that in real life you know someone come up to you and just tell you like their life story and how you inspired them i mean it's it's so beautiful in a sense of i mean we get to really hear firsthand like how sharing our journey and sharing our story has helped people I mean, it's a it's a double-edged sword for us because, yes, we do share our life online, but it's life. So not everything is perfect. Not everything goes according to plan. And, you know, when we decided to share our IVF journey online, we we knew this could this could go south. This could 
you know, not have a happy ending at the end, depending on, you know, what we really want. And it was a journey. It was challenging, but it still is a journey. It still is a journey. The journey is still going. Um, But it was really, I think, beautiful for us to be able to share it, to hear somebody feel inspired and feel moved and feel like it's possible. And to me, that that's why we shared it. Like, that's why we share our life online is to show people that things are possible and sometimes they're not easy, but it's 100% a possibility Mm -hmm. because if we can do it, you can do it. We're just like everyone else out there. You know, we didn't have the easiest upbringing, but we are trying. We work hard every day. We're hustlers. We work hard at this relationship. Mm -hmm. We, you know, the love there is genuine and y'all can see it. And we just hope to share our love, you know, with the world and inspire you all to let you know that healthy relationships do exist amen that you if you really want something you can go for it and you know a lot of people will tell you no and shut doors in your face but don't let that stop you don't let being alone stop you from you know creating your family creating your family taking control of your fertility journey and that's why we're here and that's another reason why the podcast is so important is you know to have a space to be unfiltered to have these longer conversations and mm-hmm. there was a girl preciosita that did call us out for not having a podcast for a little while and i was like yes boo i hear you um we are entirely you know sorry because we have so so many things happening but it's so important for us to keep coming back to this and coming back to the space and and in the midst of us having that little hiatus we built the podcast room finally <laughs> and if you haven't checked it out go to our instagram page we did a couple of posts on our DIY sound room podcast room. It yeah. looks amazing and I can't wait. I think the next episode will probably go back to YouTube. We'll do a YouTube video and audio. So we'll be back on track. But it's so cute. It is beautiful. It's it's really, really cool. And if you guys, please go check it out. And also the sound panels are linked in our bio. So go check that out for yourself if you want to build your own little sound studio. But also, it's just the aesthetic is gorgeous. It really uplifted our space to make it look very high end. (laughs) We had white walls and these panels are gray, like a dark gray. And they totally transformed the room and we threw a neon sign. So cute. I mean, the the reason for the neon and the gray was actually at our wedding. We had a gray wall with our pink neon sign. And we just loved that wall. We took so many pictures in front of it and just fell in love with it and we're like how can we bring that element back with us from the wedding and Wes, here we are it looks stunning and I love it and the record wall got built like I've been doing a lot of DIY things we also went to New York we threw a Halloween party like there's been a lot of things that happened yeah and so we apologize that we've been gone but now we're back and it's <laughs> it's the holidays and I don't know about y'all but we've always feel some type of way when it comes to the holidays yeah i think that's also probably a big reason too why we took a little bit of a pause to jump on the podcast because Mm -hmm. during this time jay and i have a lot of emotions and feelings that we're processing and what we never want to do is come to you guys without having fully processed those feelings and emotions like we can't help you unless we've helped ourselves first and that's a lesson that 
you should take with you with everything you do in life. Before you can help anybody else, you need to take care of yourself. And for us, these holidays are intense and they can be heavy for many different ways and we're going to jump into that. But I think it was important for you and I to feel those feelings, let them pass, let's talk about them, yeah. let's give them some some life and some space and let's process and let's keep, you know, let's keep it moving. At least for me, a way that I process is I like to be busy too. So I think having these projects and like fixing the house and building these things was very helpful for me too. <laughs> like while I'm drilling, then, then I process my emotions and mm-hmm. I'm like hammering things and getting mad at the board and getting mad at life. <laughs> but you know, however you like to process your emotions, please find healthy outlets and healthy ways to do it. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, just fully checking in with you. How do you feel now? Now that you've kind of felt some feelings? You know, to be honest, I think the beginning of um towards the end of october beginning of november i was feeling pretty sad and it comes in waves i think for anybody that is no contact with their family it's tough like the holidays are tough your birthdays can be tough any big holidays in general can be sad because i think when you're little you grow up thinking you know you're gonna spend the holidays with your family and your mom's gonna always be there and your sisters and whatever that looks like for you And it's an adjustment, it's a reality check to know that that isn't what my life is. And I'm not not to say that it isn't a good thing because in my case, my family is very toxic and I'm very much the black sheep of the family and they're- Sexy black sheep. Thanks, baby. And they can be very toxic. And I know that it's a a good thing that I I cut them off, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that I don't have- mixed feelings and that I I don't have rough days like, you know, Friendsgiving or Thanksgiving or just Christmas in general that that aren't tough. Um, But I think I'm feeling better. I processed a lot of feelings. I have you, which Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful that I have you because I really do feel like you've saved me in many ways, many different ways. I do. I think that this relationship has... It's the first time I've heard that. (laughs) ...made me grow in, in... ways that I never thought I would grow but also I feel like you've saved me in the way that I I have so much to live for and I have so much more to do with you by my side that it it doesn't weigh on me as much as it has in previous years so that feels nice for me made me cry oh i'm getting all emotional now i was supposed to have processed feelings already <laughs> before i came on here so i don't get emotional i'm sorry i'm not i just because i've never heard you say that um but it's true oh it's very true and you know the silver lining is that we have incredible friends yeah and we just had our friends giving we literally filled our house with 30 amazing, beautiful human beings who love us unconditionally and are our family, whether they're blood or not. They are literally our family. And I think I had a moment at Friendsgiving where yeah. everyone was like talking and laughing and we were playing games. And I literally like in my head, I thought about the fact that like in a year or two from now, there's going to be little ones running around with all <laughs> of our friends and just how cool they are and how funny yeah. they are. And I can't wait to really embrace and see them like holding our baby or like mm-hmm. playing with our kids and just I don't know I'm like really excited oh I think it was a full full circle moment I'm, I'm really happy that you are are there and you're here <laughs> and it does feel nice to to hear you say that it feels nice to see you like this 
like sorry i didn't have the youtube version of this up and ready but <laughs> like you just visibly look happier and lighter than i've seen you in the past couple of weeks and it it means a lot and like however i can you know try to support you and be that support system for you that you need like this is what makes it worth it to mm. see you this way thanks babe no you're the best you're literally the best you like I said, you saved my life. You saved my life in many ways, mm -hmm. and I just I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for the family that we've built. Yeah. I'm thankful for Ernie and Amy and Sin and, and, and all the beautiful people. See, see, yeah. just everybody that is on our in our corner, cheering us on and loving us. Yeah, and you, I truly felt that during Friendsgiving, mm -hmm. and I've. It's getting. It's not easy when you're in no contact, but it's it's getting easier. You yeah, know? it's still heavy. It comes in waves, but. I think this year really hit hard. Like I think it was, I was able to see the love and feel the love and just reflect. Yeah. And I appreciate everyone so so much. Yeah. For always being on our on our side and always being in our corner, you know. Because many, I feel like there are many people, especially in the LGBTQ community, that don't have the support system and don't might not have the friends too. Like I feel like unless you've cut out a lot of negativity and like toxic friendships like it's it's mm -hmm. hard you know unless you're surrounded by the people the right people yeah because i can tell you like probably before like i don't know six years ago this this wasn't i didn't have the best circle of friends so mm -hmm. i'm sure this would look a lot different then than it looks <laughs> now yeah and i'm just thankful that i'm i've surrounded myself with the right people and i've let go of toxic friendships and mm -hmm. i've let go of just Nothing, ever, anything that doesn't serve me, I'm. I have no time or yeah. energy for it. And I think this year, I finally feel like, okay, this is the right group of friends. These are the right people. <laughs> I'm. I've done my due diligence yeah. to like filter out negativity and filter out the toxic relationships, even when it's hard to do that. Yeah. And I'm in such a better place. And I have the love of my life. You know, <laughs> like I'm winning. Oh. I think the best thing I could do for you as a partner or people can do for their partners is just to give you that space and to allow you to feel those things and not judge you for it. It's still okay to mourn people who aren't good for you, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And and not say, like, why do you miss somebody who, like, blank, blank. I'm not going to fill in that sentence for them because I don't know what their prerogative is. If you miss somebody who isn't here mm -hmm. and not here by choice, that's still okay. Like it's like those are your real feelings and those are your real emotions. And you're able to fill a room full of people. And like what you're saying, the, the tough journey that you went through was all worth it mm -hmm. because we just had our Friendsgiving. You can look around and see a whole room full of people who just – literally were laughing and had nothing but love like so much love for us in one space and just want to eat really good food which <laughs> I, all of our friends are really love to eat and so you know so do we and we love to connect over food so it's kind of a perfect mix and a perfect blend of everything it, it just went so happily and so smoothly and mm -hmm. I think there's something beautiful about chosen family mm -hmm. and you know not having your blood family there for you on the holidays doesn't mean that the holidays can't look and feel this magical and Correct. this beautiful because at least we can 
say from our experience and from our testimony, the chosen family holiday that we have had has been nothing like family holidays. Mm -hmm. Like nobody got into a fight. Nobody was like asking for money. Nobody was, you know, being homophobic or making anybody feel, you know, disrespected or uncomfortable. It was just all amazing good things and everybody in one room got along with you know each other and we had all different walks of life and colors and shapes and all the things and it it just felt so beautiful right that everyone got along and not only got along everyone really loved each other and like got to know one another and it was nice because when you think about it like chosen family right it's a choice like we chose every single person who we invited and and, you know we have gone through this journey where we weeded out a lot of people through our relationship it's taken us many many years to get to this good place and so if you're i know i just want to say if you're going through it and you're kind of in limbo and in between Mm -hmm. getting rid of toxic friends and for me i had to let go of a lot of long-term friendships and i think those are the ones that hurt the most because you spent so much time with these people Mm -hmm. and so if you're struggling just know that it is possible to cut them off it's not going to be easy but it's it's the best plan of action if you're trying to live like a healthier less toxic life yeah so you feel lighter and happier i do (laughs) i feel amazing like i said i'm i'm i don't know it feels really good i had a moment where i was just thinking about what the future will look like and how these celebrations will look with a little one running around and how much love they're going to be surrounded yeah and that i'm really excited for i'm almost jealous honestly (laughs) because they just come into the into this world surrounded by so many people that love them and just want to like love on them and yeah yeah watch them grow and succeed we're like you have no idea what we had to go through to get this this chosen family here for you exactly (laughs) that's how i feel no i mean i i can't wait to get there too the holidays are gonna look so different you know hopefully everything goes well and i think starting december we're gonna restart talking about our ivf journey oh because i'm going it's starting yeah Yeah, our ivf journey is starting back up and Hopefully everything goes well and we, yeah, we we can give you guys good news. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Obviously, if you're new here, walk you through all the things that we learned with IVF, our journey, what we went through, what we learned along the way. Mm-hmm. And we've been learning some new stuff as of recently too. And it's just, we are each other's support system, right? I, we get our information from people who have been through it. We're going to give you information from information that we have learned. Like we are each other's, you know, informative support system. Sometimes the information can just be overwhelming. So I like it when I have somebody just sit me down like we're besties mm-hmm. and be like, okay, bestie, what you're going to do is X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to do A, B, and C. And it's just a little break it down for me so I can kind of understand this. So I love that, you know, we can try to be that resource for for y'all. And, you know, speaking of the holidays and surviving them all over again, like holidays in general can be a little bit challenging, obviously, for person of color, LGBT, all of the things. God said pick a struggle and we said all of them, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And we're overachievers. We we are overachievers. And sometimes, you know, we, we did do a podcast last year, which was surviving the holidays. Sometimes all you can do is feel like you're surviving, right? you're just trying to get through it yeah and even though like we had this really beautiful moment finally (laughs) 
years later, um, you know, with our chosen family, it doesn't mean that there aren't people struggling out there. And so I really want to touch on that this episode and give y'all some advice on how we survived a few holidays throughout our years on this earth and, you know, some different things that we would do. And so I think kicking it off, let's take it back, right? Take it back to the beginning of the relationship. We're newbies. We just started dating. <laughs> that that conversation is going to have to come up eventually. So my question is, when and how do you bring up the conversation of the holidays in a relationship? Ooh. Right? You got to take it back a little yeah. bit. We got to go back like four years. How do we do it? <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's kind of a mixed bag because it really depends if the person that you're dating is out to their family, if their family is homophobic, if your family is homophobic, if you're out. Like there's so many questionable layers on layers, layers on, on layers. layers on layers but if i if i was just if we had just started dating and my family is who they are which we all know not the greatest um and can be very homophobic at times personally i would wait or i would try to wait like the first year i think you're right first year freebie right it's a pass like that's how i feel yeah, i feel the first like the year first should year, be a freebie you should just either split or do your own thing or whatever that looks like to kind of prep for the following year because mm -hmm. i don't know about you but in the latino community especially as a queer woman it is nine times out of ten it is not acceptable like there is some very deep homophobia there there is like you know the theas that want to question everything that are questioning yeah. your significant other that are questioning you like there's I, it's just a lot of layers when it comes yes. to like you know family and i don't know if i would put my significant other through that the first year i think i would prep them i'd prep them for one whole year <laughs> and then the second year we could talk about it figure out well, like what's the best strategy to jump in depending on mm -hmm. who your family is and how supportive they are it also it also can be scary for like your partner you know yeah i would say don't come out i mean this is you this might not be for everybody this is just my opinion don't come out with your partner at the holidays mm, don't like, do that don't do that don't do that a thousand percent don't do that. i don't know why some people sometimes think that's not a good idea um because what you don't want it to feel like Again, I think you have to have you have to take these in doses. You have to it's like a little pyramid, right? There's like the top and then the, it goes progressively wider when you get to the bottom. There are the top people who you need to communicate and tell and that's obviously like your grandparents and your grandparents, your parents and whoever else is like the most important person, right? Obviously that you need to break this news to and come out to and then you progressively go down the line. When you have everybody in one room Scary. putting their opinion out there, it's not fair to you it's not fair to your partner it's not fair in the overall situation and just from experience uh i i just highly wouldn't recommend that i think you got to do it in in doses from my experience obviously i came out later in life i i not only did it in doses but i did it separately like i told my dad first and then my mom mm -hmm. or my mom and then my dad but i separated those two i wasn't like i'm gonna tell you both at the same time i took one at a time just again, because what you don't want it to feel like is you're outnumbered, like the conversation and the ratio isn't. And, the, and that's just in a scenario where you don't know how the conversation is going to go. 
if this whole time your family has been LGBT accepting and all the above and they come to prides with you and they've told you like, hey, if you ever have something to tell me and come out, like that's fine. Maybe that's easier. No, by all means, bring your person. That sounds like a lovely home. <laughs> so, and don't every, know what that's like. <laughs> everyone will have a great time. So please do that. But, but, I'm but saying- that's not always true because I think even your mom, remember, like her best friend was gay. But then when – Sometimes people react differently when it's their own kid. That's true. So I think just also be weary of that. That's true. I mean, I to your point, I don't think I don't think anybody should be bringing their girlfriend or boyfriend or non-binary or whoever mm-hmm. to a holiday party as your first introduction. Mm-hmm. That's a big no-no. You got period. <laughs> one at a time. You got to do it in yeah. doses. Um, but I have a question. Yeah. So that's a good scenario. But what if hit me? What if? You're in a relationship and two partners live. Let's say, for example, you're you're obviously from San Francisco. I'm from LA. Mm-hmm. Your family's in the Bay, and my family's here, and we have to split it. Ooh, like what would you do then? <laughs> okay, breaking it up again. I would say first year is obviously a freebie and a pass. I am that person who would only see their family twice a year, which is. Thanksgiving and Christmas. Wow. I I mean, I would never get time off or mm-hmm. I didn't really want to use vacation time. So the holidays are just easier because you get that time off. So it makes sense. Go visit mm-hmm. your family. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, and I never really thought about this until I met you, which was I never really thought about this until I met you, but that's not really fair. It's not fair to you. Right. Because just because I only get to see my family twice a year on those two like holidays isn't fair to you by default you shouldn't see your family on the holidays right um that just means you need to see your family more (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) i mean facts facts when we when we first had this conversation the first year was a pass for us and i ended up not going back home i it was still the first year when i lost my mom so i just wasn't ready Right. My family was like, I get it. You don't have to. But the second year, they were already like, are you coming? Are you coming over? You, they were having this conversation with me like in the summer. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, we'll see you for Thanksgiving. And then so I knew I needed to have that conversation with you. You know, we started talking about it obviously in the summertime just to emotionally, mentally prep for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I think having the conversation in the summer is better than waiting until the last minute. Mm-hmm. Like, ignoring it until you get there and then it's just like all hell breaks loose frustrated triggering conversations like give yourself some time to communicate those things like start may june have it again maybe july august and then obviously you should have it kind of figured out by august hopefully when i first had was having that conversation with you i i was going in well i only see my family twice a year therefore we should you know go to the bay area at the end of the day I knew I was getting into a relationship with somebody whose family was from LA. Mm -hmm. So that was my choice. Flip side of the coin, it was your choice to get into a relationship with somebody whose family was from the Bay. So you kind of knew at some point you were going to have to do some traveling with me up there. And I think our compromise was, you know, if the issue was I don't see my family, you know, more than twice a year then let's go see them more and you're like let's go take some trips up to the bay throughout the year so then you don't feel like there's so much pressure on the holiday and let's go make an effort to see them and visit them more and they get to hang out with you more so it doesn't feel like well i haven't seen you all year yeah and i think that was a really good compromise between the two of us and if i could ask you a question as well because 
being in a Latin family, uh-huh. you know both families are going to be fighting in the comments <laughs> to be like, no, I want my kid to come and spend the holidays with me. What do you do? I'd be Switzerland. And I would just create our own Thanksgiving and have them come and join our Thanksgiving instead of picking and choosing. I think that's the most like healthiest thing to do because mm-hmm. I've been like I'm I am from that family. My family, they celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year's like it's the be all end all, you know, like I have I had to be present at all of those three things. There was no ne- negotiation. You know, I can fuck off and do whatever for my birthday but those three holidays I had to spend it at, like with my family right and the pressure is on and I think that's a lot of Latino families yeah it's not just mine and I'm Central American I'm sure it happens across the board but I do think that there's a there has to be like a healthy balance yeah because I don't agree with that that um constant guilt that tends to be thrown our way mm-hmm. when it comes to the holidays I think it's unfair for the partner if the partner's family is also wanting them to be present. Mm-hmm. Like you can't pick and choose, you know. It's I would just host. I would legit. <laughs> I throw the white flag up and just say, you know, yeah, we are hosting Thanksgiving or whatever Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's ourselves, and y'all yeah. can come here. I will make sure to have the coronas, the loteria ready, mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you normally do at your family <laughs> parties, um, but. I think that makes it easier. I love the idea of blending families. Yeah. And I think, I don't know about you, but I think in the Latino community, it's like almost taboo. Like, at least I know with my family, they are they were so not for like blending sharing. families yeah. and sharing. And I think it's like this ego thing that happens within our culture. But I, I, I really wish we were more open to like having joint families spend the holidays together Mm -hmm. and i think that we're kind of brainwashed to think that you can only blend families when you're married yeah and i don't think that's the case i think that if you're in a long-term relationship with your partner and you're fighting over who's going to what for the holidays screw it screw all of it and just throw your own holidays (laughs) and make them come to you and i think that would make you feel less guilty Mm -hmm. and it would also show you like you know who's there for you at the end of the day too like who's willing to just Mm -hmm. split it versus make your life so much more complicated the toxicity when it comes to the guilt and leveraging guilt to force your children or family to spend time with you on the holidays is just not okay the whole like you don't love me anymore or all this oh my god uh, my mom was would always oh that that. you don't love me anymore you don't love me anymore yeah no that's like we're gonna put that put a stop to it And I think that's it for us, right? You know, we talk about our kids obviously being a part of our family for the next next holidays to come. And for us, one of the things that we've talked about is we do not want our kids to feel like they are forced to hang out with us. We don't want them to feel like they have to be with us for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Once they're 18, they are adults (laughs) and they can spend their time however they want to my my role and my job in their life is to hopefully make them want to and the same goes for for 
you know, anything else. Like, I know I did a good job as a parent when the kid actually wants to spend the holidays or want, like, it, it's a choice, right? The same aspect that goes for chosen family. I hope that my kid chooses me and chooses you and chooses our, our home same. for the holidays. I refuse to make them feel forced mm -hmm. when it comes to the holidays. And I, ref like, I'm just, I want to break that cycle. Same. I want them to be their own person. And I, I want to be like, I want to be such a good parent that they want to hang out with me yeah. during the holidays. They don't, I don't want them to feel forced. I just yeah. want them to do it because they want to, not because they feel obligated to. Yeah. They never want to see me, then that's fine. Like that's, that's on me. Mm -hmm. That means I didn't do a good job as a parent and they're an adult at the end of the day, so they can do what they want. They shouldn't mm -hmm. be guilt tripped to spend these holidays with us if we were not up to par. I don't know. I just, maybe it's the way that I, like the way that I've, that I'm viewing things and the way that things played out in my family. But yeah. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to force someone to spend time with you if you're, you're a shitty family. And I think just jumping off of that thought, realizing that you can put up healthy boundaries with your family, especially during the holidays, is 100% okay. It's 100% valid. If going to see your family triggers you do if, not go if going to see your family makes you cry if going to see your family makes you upset if going to see your family makes you poop your brains out because you're so stressed or you're so freaking edge. you lose your hair you're on edge like don't do it don't put yourself through this turmoil and this just agony to go hang out on this holiday because there's so much pressure to be around people you don't actually want to like let us be the person that you know is a little voice in your head that is telling you don't do it mm -hmm. you don't have to they will still survive they will live and it is what it is like the world will keep going the world will keep pushing you need to live your life doing whatever makes you happy your time on this earth is so finite and so small and and is 100% not guaranteed. There is nothing more uncertain in this world than your time on it. And if you're going to spend it wasting time with people who make you feel shitty, what are don't you doing? do it. That's true. I recently read a quote and I could be misquoting, but it said something like you only have an estimate of like 65 birthdays and 65 Christmases and 65 New Year's like on average. Kind of like <laughs> so make small. them count, but yeah. it's true. That's true. It's so true. Sixty-five holidays. Sixty-five <laughs> holidays, and so I always think about that now mm -hmm. because it's I want to make it count. And what yeah. am I doing if I only have X amount and I've always already wasted half of them? Mm -hmm. The half, the other half is so precious. Yeah. Like why please people? Why not just do what makes you happy? Yeah. Yeah. Promise you, the more you start doing things that make you happy, you will actually be happier. <laughs> And I'm not saying it's going to be easy, not saying that cutting people out isn't hard, not saying that there isn't loss and there isn't mourning that goes with this process. But the end of it, the light at the end of the tunnel is you get to feel comfortable. And I guess the best way I could describe it is feeling like you can breathe, mm -hmm. feeling like you can be in a room surrounded by people and feel like you can breathe and not feel like you just want to crawl inside yourself or disappear or go away or hide back in the closet that they keep trying to put you in it's it's that it's just feeling like you can be yourself and coming from experience at least what we can say is there's no greater feeling in the world it's a journey to get there 
But if you're willing to go through it and you're willing to take those baby steps over time, it's 100% possible and it 100% feels better than what we were feeling before. All of this to say, it's the holidays. If you're queer, it can be hard. So please protect your happiness, protect your sanity, protect your safe space, your peace. <laughs> Just make sure you're putting yourself first during these times. Coming from a past people pleaser. Hey, hey that's me. Recovered. Hi. <laughs> you call me? Hi, this is me. <laughs> Hello. This is the ex-people pleaser hotline. How can I help you? <laughs> what is some advice you can give to people? who have struggled with people-pleasing when it comes to their parents around the holidays. And I feel like I should have done this earlier. I probably would have gotten out of people-pleasing sooner, and I would have probably cut my family out sooner. But I think that we view family as the be-all, end-all, and we treat them a certain way. Like, we put them on a pedestal. When in reality, we should be treating family like everyone else in the sense that if your family wasn't your family would you be friends with them like that should be the overall question always if they were just a stranger that you met at a bar would you buy them a drink would you hang out with them after the bar would you exchange numbers like would this be someone that you want to like hang out with outside of this one time meeting them and like as soon as that clicked for me that made me feel like I made the right decision with my family because if I wasn't born into it i wouldn't hang with any of them yeah realistically just the way that they think how close-minded they are how toxic they are it's not the environment that i want to be around Mm -hmm. because it's triggering for me like it makes me not want to be a better person yeah and that's important if someone would have told me that or if i would have if that would have clicked for me earlier probably would have stopped being a people pleaser sooner oh yeah you've built up so much strength since your recovery from people pleasing (laughs) i say it because it really was like a recovery journey and i still struggle sometimes it still pops in in and out and it's not just like related to my family but in general like it it can be really hard for me to like stand up for myself sometimes because peer pressure is real and also just people pleasing (laughs) like i've got tendencies you know and i have to check myself and it's Mm. it can be hard sometimes you know it's it's a never-ending like progress yeah for me one of the biggest lessons that i've had to learn since meeting you and the same thing i had to put up boundaries with my family similar to you Mm -hmm. but it just looked different because my dad loves us and supports us and has supported our relationship from the beginning even sometimes when i felt like he didn't have to like the whole jail even when we went to jail (laughs) even when we went to jail he's never said a negative thing about you yeah and he's always loved and supported you know the both of us and then a conflict that my dad and i have and this is something that my mom would always bring up all the time is that my dad and again love him to death but he has people pleasing tendencies too right he does and is that why you love me <laughs> maybe maybe some is underlying that why you're trauma attracted to me? there's many reasons i won't say that's my favorite but (laughs) i remember the first time i realized what lying is Mm -hmm. i I realized what lying is when when i I was like five years old and my dad said he was gonna pick me up and take me to chuck e cheese and i waited by the window all day and my mom you know kept yelling at me and trying to get me to come away from the window and she's like he's not coming he's not gonna come get you 
And I'm like, no, he said he was going to come pick me up and take me to Chuck E. Cheese. I waited until the sun came down and I basically like slept by that window. Damn. I get I, – I didn't obviously understand it then, but I – used to think that my mom was just always angry at my dad and it didn't make sense to me because I felt like I'm like he's so amazing like how could you be so mad at him all the time and she's just mad but if I was a parent and I watched my kid be so excited and be disappointed and I have to deal with that like he's not there he's somewhere else and not worrying about how I'm feeling but that would break my heart to watch my kid wait by a window for somebody who's not coming right and Obviously, as an adult, I understand why my mom was so angry with my dad a lot of the time. Instead of just telling me the truth, which was, hey, I'm not going to come pick you up. Doesn't. He just just didn't want to say that he wasn't able to make it or not going to make it. He he just he didn't want to disappoint me and he didn't want to have that hard conversation that's it i'm asking him for an extra gift for you (laughs) no it's fine it's i'm i'm obviously well over it hashtag never forget um he's are you sure he's the reason why i have trust issues uh it started with that one lie all those years ago no just i just hashtag gemini's never forget um but as an underlying obviously issue with that i put up boundaries with my family as I obviously have gotten older and over through the years and my dad and I have a really great relationship we Mm -hmm. our relationship was a little bit rocky but we became really close when I left for college and we've been close ever since and then it came to Thanksgiving and I think there's been a couple of times where I will give my dad the benefit of the doubt and then you kind of hint to me you're like are you sure he's gonna come down (laughs) and I was like yeah he said he was gonna come down so that means he's going to come down. And then I think you were like, well, not to say that he's not coming, but if he happens to give you a call back and he changed his mind. I'm a little witchy like that. Or he, you know, is trying to switch the date. I just want you to be like emotionally prepared for that. I gave him way too much credit in that scenario because literally a few days later, my phone mm-hmm. was ringing and my dad called and he was like, hey, so by the way, I'm thinking like, Maybe we can't come down for Thanksgiving the day, but we'll come the weekend before. Hope that's okay. And this was kind of short notice. And I remember like thinking like, oh, you were right. Like I should have just managed my expectation. Mm -hmm. And I've never really had a conversation with my dad about what he does when he does this and how it makes me feel. Because I, I just would kind of brush over it or not talk about it or just get upset by myself or off the phone. And then your partner has to deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> my partner has to deal with it. I would just kind of let it go. Like he would always get a pass or he wouldn't, he would never know how upset I actually was with it. Mm. And it really, I think in that moment, it really made me think about the girl waiting in the window. Mm. And like that little girl is still there. Like, I don't know why I'm still waiting by the window thinking like, He's going to show up when he says he is. And then I had this like flash forward moment of like our kids. And I think for me, that was my like breaking point. That was my realization that I need to set boundaries now. We have gone way past this. Clearly, some things haven't changed. And I'm not going to let history repeat itself for our kids. It was probably one of the hardest conversations I had to have with my dad because I realized I need to go into this conversation as an adult and not his daughter. Like now I'm an adult talking to you like an adult. This is how you are affecting my life. And when I 
called him out on this conversation, I, you know, same thing, like I'm going to still be respectful, but I'm also going to let you know, like how it hurts and Mm -hmm. the expectation that I want for our relationship moving forward. And it wasn't easy. It's never easy, obviously, going to your parents because you still feel like you're the kid and like they might still get mad or yell at you and all those things. But at the same time, you're not a kid. Remembering that you're an adult and you can make your own decisions and deciding to tell my dad, like, I'm going to have some empathy for you because I get you're married. I get you're married. You have kids. Like, there's a lot of planning and things that have to go about. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you agreed to something before you communicated that with your family that you were able to make it on Thanksgiving Day. I want you to know moving forward that do not say you're going to come on a day if you don't 100% think that you're going to make it on that day. And that's all that I ask. If you are unsure, then just tell me, you know what? I would love to make it there for the holidays. Let me get back to you and I will confirm a date with you. I would accept that answer 100% just as much as you saying yes And I would value that because you're just being honest with me and you're managing my expectation. Now I don't know you're going to come on this day, but I do know to look out for a conversation that you've already processed and you're going to commit to a day. And he was like, oh, I didn't realize that you were so upset with me agreeing to come for Thanksgiving and having to change it. And I explained to him why. And I told him there was a lot of times where you said you were going to show up and you haven't. You've been doing that my entire life. What? I'm letting you know now is that this is not going to fly with my kids. I will not let them see grandpa at all if grandpa doesn't agree to commit to the day that he says he's going to come visit because I'm not going to have them wait by the window and expect that you're going to come see them and get them excited Mm -hmm. and you don't show up. Mm -hmm. That stops with me. So I want to be very clear about what the expectation is for our relationship moving forward and what I'm expecting of you as a father and as a grandfather moving forward. And he was like, you're right. I value that. I value that openness in that conversation. And he, you know, I had to obviously put on my big girl pants <laughs> and have this conversation with my dad. But I'm really proud that I did. And you really showed me like to stand up for myself as well. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy to stand up to the person who's being mean to you, right? Or like yelling at you or, or calling you horrible things because you're already triggered and you're already mad. It's still hard to stand up to the person who's nice to you, to the person who does love you, the person who does, you don't want to be there mm-hmm. because they don't realize they're hurting you or they mm-hmm. don't realize what they're doing has consequences right. and makes you feel shitty because you, you've hid that from them. Yeah. And so I think that goes into the whole people-pleasing aspect, right, of the holidays and in general, like we want to make our parents happy and we shield them from the times that they make us sad. Yeah, it's true. Like we don't let them see like, you know, that really hurt me or that really hurt my feelings or what you said really hurt my partner or really made them feel shitty. Like having those tough conversations with their parents and making them aware instead of like protecting them and giving them the benefit of the doubt always. It's like, I think that time has passed and it's done. Now I need to communicate to you like, this is not okay. This is not how things are going to roll moving forward. And if you can't get on board, then I can't guarantee that I'm going to be coming around. That's true. Like, because that's where, you know, I'm putting up my my boundaries mm-hmm. and those are healthy as well. I love that, babe. <laughs> We've had so much growth over yes. the years. <laughs> Y'all better be taking notes, okay? <laughs> we need to set boundaries with our families, boundaries with our parents, put ourselves first and protect our peace. I will say not everything has to be heavy. Like, 
What have you learned from Friendsgiving and hosting a bomb-ass Friendsgiving? <laughs> like, what would you do differently moving forward, the do's and don'ts for hosting your own event and hosting your own dinner? I'd make sure to give myself extra time to prep. Because for Friendsgiving, there was a couple of dishes that I didn't have time to make, which I was really <laughs> bummed about. Aww. But I scratched it, moved on, and I don't think I gave myself enough time to prep. So just more time to prep. Waking up earlier, you know, spending more time in the kitchen or managing things differently. I think that's really important. And the second advice I would say is to be in the moment because life is short and these moments are very valuable and they're beautiful and you should be in the moment and bask in the love as much as you can. I'm going to give some more like uncritical feedback. Critical feedback? Yeah. Okay, this is what I learned. Ready? Here we go. Get your little note, get your little piece of paper. So go boxes. (laughs) Get to go boxes. I can't. Ready? You're going to need some to go boxes and you're going to need some to go bags. Can you tell who's the Gemini and who's the Pisces? (laughs) And she's like, all the feelings, enjoy all the feelings. I'm going to tell you how to make this efficient as possible so you don't have to clean up so much the next day. Get yourself a giant, three giant trash like can pillar thingies right that you can buy them for parties at home depot or whatever have one for your trash and your compost and your disposable have one for your recycling and then the other for your aluminum okay so then everyone can just like dump it in you're good to go no harm no foul everyone's keep the party moving have different stations for different things i will say have a whole non-alcoholic section for things have an alcoholic section for things give your fridge a break (laughs) <laughs> because don't try to put everything in there because it will not fit unless you're like super rich and you have a giant ass fridge but that is not us so i will say have different sections for different things and make it as easy as possible for people to find things because mm-hmm. if not they're just going to keep going through random drawers and like get lost and i will say i think that's it those are the biggest lessons yeah Did i forgetting something no Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, no, you go, go first. <laughs> um, if you're gonna do white elephant, bring extra gifts. Yeah, that's it. Is that what you were gonna say? Yeah, I was like, we did white elephant for the first time with like yeah. everybody, and we didn't make it an optional thing. And there were people who wanted to play, but I think missed that part in the message or didn't have time to grab a gift. I would just have some random gifts and wrap it up and just have yeah. them on standby just I in agree. case. We should do the same thing. <laughs> Can't wait for next year. Yeah, and then have extra games. I think yes. I think for us, like we were spending so much time on the food, we forgot to plan extra games. And we love games. We're we, super competitive. We're so it's freaking competitive. How competitive we are! <laughs> but we forgot. We forgot the games. I don't know what happened. We just like slipped our mind. <laughs> so hopefully, all those things will set you up for success for your future friendsgiving and that's how you will survive the holidays (laughs) and the friendsgivings moving forward and it's wild because i know christmas is like around the corner now and kind of approaching and it can be hard to pick the perfect gift for people so i think maybe next episode we should talk about how to pick the perfect present for your partner. Ooh, I love that. Depending on their love language. Ooh, I love those. Yeah, let's those do that. Those are really cool. Okay. And depending on the genre of your person, like if you're a music person, these Ooh, are the that. things that. that we would suggest. If they're a highly sexual person, these are the gifts that I would suggest. 
And by mm-hmm. we, I mean me. Hint, hint, so you should get me. Uh, and I think that could be a fun episode. Yeah, let's and do then it. we can mix it in with some relationship advice and questions and Christmas season and yeah. cuffing season. Cu- Make sure to leave a comment on this episode on Spotify. You're able to leave a comment. Any comments, questions, or concerns, we got you. If you want to add to next next week's podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have a happy holiday and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.